I'm Patrick. This is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys With Issues. On this episode issue, in this uh, issue, ding, <laughs> he said the wrong word. <laughs> I, I didn't finish the word. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> We're going to have a whole new word. We're going to revisit Blue Beetle. Yeah, because again, Chris read ahead and wanted to hear what other people thought. <laughs> I feel a theme coming on. Uh, I'm pretty sure after these two uh, a new weeks. year's theme i'm pretty sure after this i don't do that at all <laughs> but i'm i also know that i in i didn't read ahead very much after my first mistakes of reading ahead a few times sure i kind of quit doing that <laughs> he finally learned from his mistakes but to be fair the x-men read ahead was intentional because i was trying to find out for us right but with Guardians of the and, Galaxy, it worked against me. And we did revisit that one already. We did. And then this one, I read way ahead. I'm way ahead of where we read this time. I'm almost done with the whole series. Right. So. And we do appreciate the extra work you put in. Thanks. Figuring stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pat and I would just be like, yeah, we'll just read whatever. <laughs> it's fine. We have enough stuff on the list that I made when we first got started, and you guys were like, oh, what about this or this? And I went through a whole bunch of internet lists. There's probably like two years worth of episode <laughs> suggestions or more, I would guess. Probably more. Right. So we're you guys could do fine if I just quit worrying about it. <laughs> yeah, we're just here to have fun. You know? uh, well, before we officially get started then even though we're officially started <laughs> we're gonna talk about new year's plans because that's what this weekend is new year's we said that in the last episode but this is the true weekend of new year's right because this is gonna be back to backs back what are you doing absolutely nothing <laughs> which is I something just, I you wanna, need to do i want to point out that you can't see it but he had a huge smile on his face huge. when he said that and just underlined the pure joy that underlined the tone when he said absolutely nothing. Just yes. He no. was radiant. Mm-hmm. His countenance was glowing. Have... He smiled bigger saying he had no plans for New Year's than a single moment of the whole X-Men episode. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess on New Year's Day, I have no plans. On New Year's Eve, I'm going to go see a movie. Oh, that's true. But you're not like doing anything. You're not like staying out afterwards no. or anything. You're getting lunch. I am ancient. I'm not staying out <laughs> for New Year's. Yeah? Yeah. That's not an option once you pass a certain age. I mean, it's an option for whoever wants it to be an option. It's not an option for me. <laughs> oh, the one time we did that, we played board games. At my until... house. And it uh, turned into a six-month like board game <laughs> I think thing. Six or eight. We went for quite a while. We did. And then we never played the last. I'm pretty sure I haven't played a one. board game 
I've played it what like once since then. I've played one or two. <laughs> yeah. We went from playing board games every Friday night <laughs> to literally going like a year with them. And and that was at Heather and Chris's house. With a board game kingdom. That I've played, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh yeah, uh, having a regular board game schedule makes it nice because then you actually play. Yeah, when the last time I was at Chumps, I almost picked up a board game, and I was like, why, why am I doing this? I've done that like three times where I go, oh, you know what? I heard this game is really good, and then I think, I haven't played a game for like a year yeah. other than like, to be fair, played a game with my daughter. Okay, I mean played a game with like peers. <laughs> Family game night is not quite the same. Yeah, I almost picked up Ark Nova. I thought you had that. I don't. My so sister does. That's what it was. Yeah. You've played it. I have. You've played and it. I know it's a good game. Yeah, you like it. But if they have it, they're the ones you're going to play with anyway. True. So, cut that cost. So, what movie are you seeing on New Year's Eve? The Color Purple. Ah. That seems like a monochromatic movie. I. Uh, that's my assumption going in. Um <laughs> It's a documentary on the the color color purple. purple. (laughs) There's a lot of blues and red in the beginning. All the trials and tribulations on how they named it. (laughs) Purple is kind of a weird word. You ever think? (laughs) There's a lot of weird words out there. Some of them we say. Poiple? Poiple. Poiple. A poiple toy (laughs) key. Oh, that was a work reference. Is that where I heard that? That must have been. I didn't. Don't ring no bells in this people what are you getting for lunch beforehand uh we're going to asian an asian fusion place zing something okay. like that i think that's what it's called supposed to be pretty good yeah looks like it like is it like bowls or meals i've or, never you know, eaten there don't before know. so hmm. i don't know we'll cool. have to do a follow-up on that one it's yeah, we got to remember to ask Nobody's going to remember in two weeks. Nobody. We're going to remember. I'll make a note. I'm not even going to remember in two weeks. I'll, You're going to be like, it. where did I eat? <laughs> what are you talking about? I saw a movie. <laughs> Which, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. Because I went to the last movie with your friends. Yeah. And it was fun. But because I am going to also be driving to that town later, I am not going to do that. I did think about going to lunch, but then I was like, I'd have to drive up for lunch, drive back, get my family, and go back again. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's fair. But I do appreciate that that they said, go ahead and invite those hooligans. Right. I, don't even have, I shouldn't even have asked. Yeah. I enjoy your movie companions. Yeah, they're, me too. They're fun people. That's, that's why I keep going. Now, if you would have said Godzilla, I would have canceled all my plans. Right. Because I want to see that so badly. I even considered going tonight by myself. Hmm. Wow. Why would you go by yourself? Oh, I got plans. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I know. Stupid plans. <laughs> what about you, Wilhelm? I'm going over to my parents for a game night. Board gameage or video gameage? Uh, either or both. Mm, most likely both if you're doing yeah. it overnight. Are you guys the one? Do you stay up all night? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we kind of flake out and be like, ah, close enough. It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all usually get up around 4 in the morning anyway, so. 10 o'clock is so late. I know. It's true. My dad was chiding me the other day. It was over Christmas. We stayed up and we were gaming. Everyone went to bed about 9 o'clock. He's like, ah, I remember when you guys used to be able to stay up till 1. 
He's like, Dad, we all didn't wake up at three to get ready for Christmas. <laughs> so, do you? I man, your so your sister goes to bed that early too. I figured she'd be a uh, night well. Owl. One of them is a, more of a. That's night the owl. one that I was referring. Yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, we're thinking about the same one. The other one. <laughs> the other uh, one gets up early regularly. Yeah. So if yeah. you play board games, I'm assuming Mysterium will probably Mysterium. make it to the table. Uh, we've been really enjoying the Bob Ross. Oh, the one art. that they picked up at Gen Con like yeah. years and years ago. Yeah. Okay. Where like you have to, it's almost like a card collecting deck building, where you got to pull colors, and then you get like tools. So you get get can like the Can you get palette. the color purple? Yeah, you can get purple. <laughs> nice. I don't think it's called purple because they use all of his like like cadmium yellow and. Um, That's just an official oil paint term. Yeah, or so it is poiple. That's what that card says. It says poiple. Poiple. Because it's poiple. an oil paint. Yeah, we usually have fun doing that. What video game would you play? Borderlands, or no? We, no, we recently that cooking game. We recently picked up and started playing a game called Moving Out, which is like that cooking game. Which is like the cooking game, but you have to move. What is that called? My wife likes overcooked. It. Overcooked. Yeah, that's what it's called. There's a overcooked style game, I think, coming out. Or maybe it's already out. Maybe we looked at it where it's like you're on a spaceship. It's almost like the board game, The Captain's Dead. Oh, yeah, Dead, I think it's out. Where you got to like go to give different components to build a thing to mm-hmm. fix your ship. Sure. Cool. I think they might like that one. I don't know, moving out, you got to like, you're, you're, you work for a moving company and you got to move X amount of items out of a house. And then. So you can. Keep on. Yeah, and there's different objectives. You can do different stuff, and some of the levels get ridiculous. Where there's like it's called like the floor is guava, <laughs> and nice. it's like the floor is lava, but you have to jump over, do a bunch of crazy stuff, and mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of like team coordination that has to go on. So how many people are going to be there? Ah, oh, it's probably going to be the five of us. Okay. Wow. If you would have said eight, I'd be like, take Captain Sonar, try it out. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's but, true. Since there's five. Not enough for a full game. Mm. Can you do six? Yeah. Three and three? You can. Does one person I have to double up or something? Technically do two and two, but I, I think, think it would be pretty hard. I thought that they came out with a new version of that that's made for like two and two, though. Maybe. Because ultimately that's really meant to be eight people. It is. Um, Someday it'll happen. Right? <laughs> Someday. Wouldn't it be cool? Well... There, we'll have five locked in with Kristoff and Heather. Right. We just need to come up with three people to take along. We'll put them in the van, <laughs> take them with us, and be like, we're playing Captain Sonar. We said you guys could pick a game, but we were kidding. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, I'm i going to see a Notre Dame hockey game because I got free tickets from work again. <laughs> nice. And my kids have never gone. My wife had fun when I took her to her first one a few months back. So we're going to take the kids, see if they have fun. If they don't, what's the worst that happens? Like, we leave early. Oh, well. Oh, well. At least I was thankful to get free tickets to try it out with my kids. Yeah. Um, It is cold in there, so they may not enjoy (laughs) that. We'll bundle them up. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's really all the plans I have. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, enough about me. It's not about me. It's about issues. And the issues we read, which are Blue Beetle. Yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to say it's about Blue Beetle. Yeah. 
It's about issues. You just took the yeah, so they, took long. I took the long, yeah. like I do with everything. Not to make a short story long, but that's <laughs> <laughs> how I operate all the time. They call him Captain Tangent. They used to. Yeah. You got a synopsis? Uh, I will synopsis synapse man. your synopsis <laughs> with a synopsis. I like that it was. <laughs> when you use synopsis, are synapses with a synopsis? Sure. I don't even. Okay. Clear your throat. <laughs> 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 Picking up where we left off with the Blue Beetle, Guy Gardner, a Green Lantern, pays Jaime a surprise visit. They team up to in- go investigate a Reach installation on the South Pole where they fight the Ultra Humanite. Afterwards, Guy tells Jaime about Ted Cord, the previous Blue Beetle, and advises he follow in his footsteps to fight smarter. Guy gives Jaime a book on strategy for Jaime to study to incorporate into his fights. It comes in handy as Blue Beetle battles against the witch Eclipso, the typhoon David Drake, and when he teams up with the Team Titans against Lobo. Are all these a bunch of random villains doing random villain stuff? Or is there someone behind it all? What is the point of the Reach's invasion on Earth? Find out today with us on Guys with Issues. I don't think you'll find out the answer to that today. (laughs) But uh, anyway. Anywho. You do find out in the next six issues, I believe. Like it's like the conclusion of the Reach story Mm. arc, I believe. What did you think? What did you think of these? I like these. Yeah? Yeah. There's a stark contrast to the previous uh, X-Men yes. that we read. Stark. Because <laughs> it was just so clean. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like and clean, simple art. You can always tell what's going on. Yeah. It was like eye candy almost because you stared at that mess for so long. And then you look at it, it's like, whoa, it's like a nice palate cleanser. Right. <laughs> for the eyeballs. <laughs> palate cleanser for the eyeballs. Eye wash. It's like those little cubs that they have in safety cabinets. <laughs> Dude, they they say those like eye wash stations. If you get something in your eye and you got to go, they feel like it's like being waterboarded because of like the pressure oh, yeah. and everything. And, like so, like because there's all this water in your face, and so somebody actually has to hold your head <laughs> while you're getting. Wow. Will just waits for that emergency at his work. I, I do. So. I, I stand by that station, and be like, hey, buddy. How you feeling? He needs your eye wash. He, your eye wash he just sees some. He sees somebody like rubbing their eye, like they just get into work. They got sleep in their eye. They're kind of like rubbing it, and he grabs them. He turns into scorpion. Their, get over here! Shoves their head against the eye wash station. I got you. Or tricks them. Be just like be standing over it. Be like, hey, come over here. Do you see this? Like, if you look down, do you see that? What is it? Yeah, get him. <laughs> wow, he is a villain. That's even worse. Yeah, At least we gave him context. <laughs> He's like full deception. Uh, I could see him get it, doing the get over here like Scorpion. That's right. Me too. I could. I know. Get over here. <laughs> Except he'd use a fishing pole because that's he likes to fish. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but so you enjoyed it. Yeah, you did. I did. What'd you guys? What'd you guys think overall? Did you have like, not? This is obviously not favorite scene and stuff. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But like, there were a lot of. I felt like each issue had something that was kind of fun or or like to be enjoyed in it. 
Yeah. Yeah, like each one kind of progressed the main story a little bit while also having like its own little like subplot mm-hmm. thing going on. That would that be would tied be, up pretty nicely. Yeah. Did you guys notice that each issue followed a similar structure? No. That you, structure Steve would know. <laughs> he would. He is a pro at spotting so structure. It would generally it was kind of a freak of the week, you know, each like you said, each one had its own subplot. Sometimes its own villain. Um, Livewire is technically a villain, but she wasn't being villainous in this. Uh, she did Superman. look like a villain. I'm like, mm, she looks like a bad guy. Yeah, well, normally she is. But at the end of almost every one of these issues, he, Jaime gets this character-building heart-to-heart with some kind of mentor figure yeah, in like... almost all of them. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Because he had the one with Guy, and then he had the one with Superman. And he had the one with his dad. And he had some pep- pepage from, like, Tim Drake at the end of their true. thing mm-hmm. as well. And I just, like, I, I kind of chuckled because I was like, oh, it's just Jaime, like, build, we're building up his character. He's being mentored through his, his like, kind of fastball superheroing, right. you know, rookie, rookie superheroing, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, you also got to see the reach and that they were, I like that they established that uh, they are deceptively peaceful and the earth thinks they're okay, but they do a very good job of immediately showing you that they're a bunch of liars when the leader crushes his own guy's head. Right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, didn't go how we needed. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Dead. And it's like, well... There's no question about their standing now. Um, but yeah, like, I thought that the structure fit the what they were doing because each one, like you said, was progressing uh, kind of the overarching story. You'd get a tidbit to move that forward. And then you'd also get really character building for Jaime because ultimately they're trying to take the story and the character to the same climax at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I thought it, I thought they were well-structured. Which also felt better than the X Men. Yes. yes. Definitely. 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 Mm-hmm. But, so nice. Uh Guy Garner was a lot better this time around. Oh, how funny was he? <laughs> uh he just punches things. I like when he says that. I know. He's like, You gotta know what you're good at. He's like, I just hit stuff. <laughs> and he goes, I have like because Green Lantern rings are supposed to be one of the most powerful weapons in the universe. And so he's like, I have a ring, and I punch stuff. And <laughs> he like, goes, and Ted, he didn't have any powers, but he would defeat people that could, like, destroy planets. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he said something else about that that was funny. He's like, yeah, I've, I'm just good at punching stuff. Ted was good at thinking. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is how to punch people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also like... The, they fought uh, weaponized penguins. Yes. Like they had yes, robotic they penguins fighting yeah. them. That's a very evil villain thing to do. <laughs> I like how Jaime's mom stopped their fight. Dude, in the backyard, in the, uh-huh. he shows up at like the barbecue. <laughs> Jaime's like, we got to go. It's We got a problem. And Guy Garner shows up and she's like, you are not going to fight <laughs> the only in thing my that backyard. The only thing that would have made that better, she pulled her flip-flop off. I know, right? I was thinking the, <laughs> the same. The chongla? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't got to that point yet. 
Uh, no, if he would have kept going, I know what, that's what happened. I get, been and then the dad was like, "Yep, this is why I never raise my voice." <laughs> Dude, his dad is so funny. Like every line he oh, gets is just gold. His, oh, Blue Beetle overall is probably one of the funnier ones we've ever read. I think if he, not the funniest. Oh yeah, like well, like the writing tone. is like yeah. Dude, <laughs> there are so many parts. Dude, when Paco's talking to the Teen Titan girls and mm-hmm. stuff. And oh, they're yeah. like, you talk to all the the exchange or the visitor tourists, all the tourist yeah. students this way. And he's like, Well, you guys are the first ones I <laughs> and stuff. It's just like he's uh Well, I've yeah. never done this before, so no. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they launch the rocket too. And and Paco and Brenda are like comparing the adventures they've so far helped with. <laughs> and she's they're like well i've been to space <laughs> like, and they're doing the countdown to right. launch a rocket that's fun uh it's just a fun that's the thing is the series like it's vibrant like the art style's really clean and vibrant mm-hmm. and stylized and the dialogue and characters are just fun they are um it's hard to not you know the first part we read you know, with, like, the posse as the focus and stuff. It was like, oh, those guys were kind of annoying and, like, different things. But, like, now it's really kicked into him being Blue Beetle and kind of them having that in their lives. And I think that that's... It's fun. It's just fun to read. Yeah. But... And then Superman being Superman, just showing up and... I know, right? <laughs> How kind of disappointing was that, though? Because he was there, it like, he was on the cover. And so you expected him to be there for something to have... But he pops in like the last page. He's in about four panels and then just flies off. Yeah, but he's there for what he needed to be. Yeah. Right? Like that was just a character building story. Mm-hmm. Like him trying to figure out the beetle and different things like that. It is funny, the last page of that one where he's like, doesn't he ask him like, can he go to space or something like that? What does he say to him? Have you gone to space or something? They were talking about how fast he could fly. Well, because he, and he goes, well, try to keep up. Right. Yeah, because I didn't know, but I thought he was, I thought he asked him or something like that. I thought that was why the speed was brought up. No, I think they were just testing his abilities. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember which part that was, so. But yeah, that little thing where he's like. So then I wonder if there was like a a corresponding Superman comic. I don't think so. (laughs) That's just training Blue Beetle? No, but like. (laughs) If. Dun, dun, this dun, Blue Beetle ends with him and Superman, and then there's like a Superman comic kind of offshoot or whatever. Showing them like have doing like something. With him. a training montage. Yeah, and then like Superman's fighting as one of his bad guys, and the Blue Beetles just so happens to be there. I don't know. That'd be cool. That would be. I mean, I'm sure there is a crossover. I don't know if it would have coincided directly after that or something. I don't know, but I kind of want to read that crossover. If the, if it exists. If there's a Blue Beetle-Superman crossover, I kind of want to read it. That's because they're both like, Superman's just, he's that Boy Scout, and Blue but Beetle's then, just funny. Right. <laughs> Isn't there already a crossover between like Jaime and the Justice League? Because he was like out helping them with that satellite, or did they not actually do that? Like in the beginning, in when the he's beginning. like, I think so. He gets the suit. And well, I mean, that's an event. I think that's on Infinite Crisis. Oh, is it? Is right. what that's in. Um, but I think he 
he becomes a character in like the Teen Titans or something in later issues of some, mm. of that maybe. I don't know. I I'm I honestly don't know that much about Jaime other than what we've read and what I've read past this, but really contained to this series. Right. Uh, and I know a little bit about Ted Cord and his. He was big tied to like Booster Gold and stuff mm. like that. Stuff to look into since he's clearly. I mean, he, we uh, we had Jaime made all three of our nice list right. for at Christmas. Like we all mm. liked Blue Beetle, so I'm sure we'll continue reading some more at some point. Just because it's Definitely. fun, we oh, got to yeah. finish this Reach thing. Too. You guys have to because the finale, I'm going to tell you right now, the way they actually build up to it with all of this and the payoff is is very well done. I, I was like, wow, this is how comics should be. <laughs> it feels like that road that you journeyed through all built to the finale. Yeah. I think but, once we get to that point, I might just reread the first part. Yeah. To, again, just to catch up. Yeah. Plus, it would give you the big picture again right i read it all pretty much back to back like ongoing for I mean, a few they, weeks they're not they're pretty long, easy reads. So they're pretty easy reads yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i guess when we need another like good palate cleanser <laughs> just throw a blue beetle yeah blue, we'll beetle, just blue beetle back in there be like oh this one was a little hard on the eyeballs we need to <laughs> wash them out a little uh okay so were there any other parts you wanted to talk about that weren't going to be like your main things anything you wanted to say mm. I don't think so. No? I like the Lobo fight. That was kind of fun. Do you guys know who Lobo is? I think I remember him from one of the cartoons. I have no idea. So Lobo's a character that came out in the 80s during the grungy, gritty time of comic books. Um, Kind of a villain. Normally a villain. Kind of an anti-hero. More because he's not necessarily doing things for the sake of villainy. He's like a mercenary, as he established in this. He was hired to do a job. Sure. Um, but he's called the main man. That's what he calls himself, Lobo the main man. He's had his own series, like in the 80s or 90s. There's Lobo miniseries and all this stuff. He's a he's like a fan favorite. Usually fights Superman when he shows up a lot of times. Like power level, he can fight Superman, um, which is why you saw the most super of all of the Teen Titans trying to fight him in this, and he was still kind of like wiping the floor with everybody. Um, But that's what he does. He's an intergalactic bounty hunter is what he is. I think the first time he fights Superman, it's because somebody puts like a bounty on him as the last Kryptonian. Hmm. So Lobo's just a bounty hunter mercenary paid paid gun. Uh, So chaotic neutral (laughs) is kind of how he operates. Uh, and he, uh, he just kind of does whatever and collateral damage is just part of his job. So, and he drives a big motorcycle, like basically the equivalent of a Star Wars speeder bike, but as a chopper motorcycle. Right. And he also has an alien pit bull or no bulldog, an alien bulldog, like English bulldog looking alien. Hmm. He's just that guy, chains, sure. vest. He's right. a biker. That's that's the character. Um, it was funny because he was like, "Yeah, I've flown around worlds, but there's still nothing quite like taking a road trip across Texas." <laughs> and I'm like, "You're an alien from outer space who just loves Texas." <laughs> but like, that's his character, right? Yeah, like, that's really just is. who he is. 
Uh, but I also like that he's like, I could beat all of you up, but it was kind of fun. So, and he's like, whatever, I'm not getting paid. Hey, I'm not getting paid. I'm <laughs> out of here. Uh, but also, like him talking like that, it's like a nice little breadcrumb being like, oh, there's still somebody else. Yeah. Somebody paid him to do that. Yeah. The reach. Yeah. yeah. I know. I like, but I like that they're setting, like, there's always that, that part. Um, I like that it was a Wayne rocket that Bruce was trying to, you know, in, like cause problems for the reach right. with a disguised rocket launch, basically. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, man, there, I'm trying to decide. I thought I knew what my favorite part would be. Is that what we're doing now? No, yeah. I'm trying favorite. to think. I want to mention some parts that I thought were really good. I just don't want to mention my favorite part. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I really, one of my favorite parts, one of them is when he, well, let, we'll do the favorite parts, see if it gets, well, it I, gets I really like a lot of those cameos that have been happening, like Superman. Where it's just other and, characters yeah. in yeah, it. Yeah, they come up for a few panels yeah. or whatnot, and uh-huh. then they're gone. <laughs> and it's great. And it doesn't clutter it, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't clutter drag everything it down. Up. Right. Guy Garner was fun in this. Oh, how about the title of that? comic which one the one with guy what was it called i don't remember what it was called like a guy a guy thing guy things was that was it what it was hang on it was pretty good it's a guy thing it's a guy thing (laughs) and that suits because it's kind of a buddy road trip to go to yeah Uh, like when he they're at the bar when they're on their way to the south pole (laughs) and the waitress walks by and he like slaps her on the butt and she's just like, what the heck? And then, and then like a few panels later, it's like, it says the top after a, a cool bar fight. I liked uh, when he met the, and I don't know the Teen Titans, but the Martian. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't know she I was just Martian. Miss, miss <laughs> and then, Martian. And then it goes, you know, the the blue, the suit's talking to him. He's like, what do you mean, white Martian? <laughs> I know. He's I like, this is going to be a racist. <laughs> I know, because doesn't he ask if they're related or something? Like or that. something? I don't know. He asks. Oh, that might be. I don't remember. Because yeah, he asks if somebody's related, and the suit's like, dude, you can't make it about that. And he's like, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, the suit corrected in this. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. I also like the whole thing where they were like, yeah, who fights it with midriff. <laughs> Why uh, would you wear that like a, shirt? Like belly then, shirts, I think is what they yeah, call them. The, yeah, bo- the belly, belly shirts. shirts. And then Paco's like, what? And he's like, yeah, in a skirt. And Paco's like, I need to get out. Because <laughs> he's like an adolescent Adol- guy. Yeah, he's, like he's, like, you know, like his late teens or something. Right. And so he's like, she's fighting in a skirt and a belly shirt. Get me outside. <laughs> And you're just like, you are so dumb, Pago. But yeah. because it's a part of his character and it fits that kind of age of immaturity, yeah. it's so funny. It works. Um, yeah. That's like, uh, yeah, that's that's like uh, when he's like, man, I just wish I could meet a girl that would understand all the weird <laughs> stuff. And then the then Tracy teleports in. Like right and she's like, are you, Jaime Reyes, you're the Blue Beetle. And he's like, wish for a Porsche. <laughs> Which were more <laughs> These things they don't last forever, man. Come on. <laughs> that was so that was funny. Great. That was funny. Yeah. Uh yeah, that I love that whole issue, the uh, Eclipso thing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. That was that might have been 
my favorite issue of them. I don't know. It had a couple of really some, good issues. Yeah. Um, but I did like him meeting Tracy. Right. And also I, one of my favorite lines when he's like, when Blue Beetle basically, when she's like, you're going to take all of their pain and torture over the course of like hours of pain and torture over the course of seconds. And he's like, that's part of the job, you know, <laughs> and he does it. And then she, he doesn't die. And she's like, has his head in her lap and stuff. And Paco comes over. He's like, dude, you should have kissed her. And he's like, I threw up in my suit. <laughs> he's like, oh, good call. He's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, dude, that was the moment. And he's like, I threw up. <laughs> that was definitely not the moment. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the writing, man. Yeah. Like, it's so good. So good. Uh, and I also like when he, when he saves the baby then. And like at the end, when they do kiss off screen, it's an off screen kiss. Uh -huh. um, but it's like they're like making out because then Pago looks at the baby and he's like, come on. We can go. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> uh, it was just funny. Just fun. Like the writing in that is just. It the, makes you laugh out loud. It does. Like, That's probably one of my honorable mentions. Is that scene where he he steps into the circle and takes the baby. <laughs> Paco. Yeah, and the witch is like, "Ah, you fell for it. Now you have to fight my champion." Oh, Lord. I know that. And was her champion funny. is the blue and beetle. He's like, yes, I will draw all of his like evil De desires. His desires for power yeah and it pulls out and he's a dentist and she's like your <laughs> desire for power is to be a she's like you have the most powerful <laughs> weapon in the universe attached to you and you chose dentist and he's like hey it's a six-figure job <laughs> he's like you can afford this. You and can, you I can, can pay off my parents' mortgage. <laughs> I could get a nice car. I might be able to get a nice vacation home next to my grandma in Mexico. <laughs> and then Paco hits him with a, with a stick yeah. in the back of the head and beats him. That was awesome. Like it was, it was very awesome. <laughs> when he and I like I like uh, adult dentist Jaime. Heck yeah. He's a sharp looking dentist. Like he, had, they drew him like they drew him up nicely. Like it looked like adult <laughs> Jaime. And you're just like he just looks put together. He looks like his life is is right. <laughs> He's like I don't want to be a. Su She's like I have the one super powered person that doesn't want his powers. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, that was good. He's like, yeah, uh, I I planned that from the beginning. That was all part of the plan. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, with the with the blood, she's like, yeah. yeah, this is holy ground, and it's got the blood of a hero. And he's like, yep, that was my plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then she blasted her. Jeez, Louise. Mm -hmm. I also like that she references Sue Dibney in that in that moment. That was good. But we'll, oh, is we'll that the name? yeah, we'll we'll visit that story sometime. That's a pretty good story. She didn't actually finish the nope. She's like Sue did bam. Yep. We'll have to read that sometime. I know what story that references. It's a good one. Cool. Yeah. I think that this what you said, Patrick, though, this is a good example of how a comic book with a singular hero focus can do a good job integrating the wider universe of comics. Yes. And and it feels clean and not bogged down, and it still feels progressive for its own thing. I agree. I think this did it really well, and more comics should try it this way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
which this is an older comic, is from like 2006 or something. I Time it. for structure. <laughs> Do it. Do you have a favorite scene? Oh, so many. <laughs> See, the, I like that it's like the other one. It was like, <laughs> what could I say is a scene I liked for all of us? Like we all were like, eh. and this one is like, I could pick so many parts. I, th- I think I'm going to have to go with Jaime's mother stopping the fight. Was that your favorite I really, scene? I really think so. I mean, <laughs> so many other good ones, but that one it just made me laugh. That was good. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, even Guy, like Guy had like the grill picked up. Right. <laughs> yeah. He he was he was fixing the grill, and I think they knocked it over earlier. And he was fixing yeah. It he was like else. he had his hand behind his exactly. back, and he's like putting the yard back in order. He's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yeah, it was such a great scene. It was a great scene. That was great. I liked when Jaime called Bruce Wayne. <laughs> that without, was what I without, was going to say. Without knowing that it was Bruce Wayne, because it was like, yeah, this there's an oil rig owned by some like super rich guy. It's like, okay, let's get him on the phone. Without knowing that it was that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. Yeah, because like, he wouldn't care if it was, like, threatens him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, like Bruce Wayne was like, "Oh, it was uh, what?" Uh, he's like, "Oh yeah," he, he said he lied. lied to me. He lied to me, but he had kind of a smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he's like, "Those oil rigs are gonna get destroyed." <laughs> but I like so the reason I like that is so you see him talking to him, and he's like, "If you don't get this hotel to let these people in, you know, I'm gonna let that stuff get destroyed." And Bruce is like. He lied to me. And then he was like, and he did it pretty well. Like, that was what he said. He goes, and he did it pretty well. He's like, good job. (laughs) I just like how proud he was. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, he's like standing in the Batcave. Tim Drake is practicing behind him. Yeah, during the phone call, they do a pretty good job obscuring him. Yeah, you don't don't, see who it is. You don't don't know that it's him. You think it's just some random, like, oh, it's just gonna be some random rich guy. You don't really even think about it. And then (laughs) the the phone call ends and it goes to Bruce Wayne. You're like, oh, that's who it was. (laughs) Yeah, I like, I love, I love that. Uh, That's one of my favorite parts easily in the whole thing. Not because it's got Batman. (laughs) Okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I have been reading Batman lately. So my favorite scene, I will say, is the scene with his dad when he is in his room lamenting the fact that he let people die um, mm-hmm. during the typhoon that thing. That yeah. That had so much weight. That whole issue, because that's what, like, that would be the other issue that I would say was my favorite. I love the issue with Tracy. Um, because she does become his girlfriend, spoiler alert, that she becomes a more of a reoccurring character. She's usually off having to do her own hero stuff, mm-hmm. but she's in several issues, mm-hmm. and her character, the two of them, meld so well together. And you know me, I'm a sucker for like fun fictional couples, sure. right? Um, <laughs> so, so are they going to make our February? Oh. Should I, we make them in? They weren't on my list, but there's... There aren't a lot of issues where it's them together, though. Mm. That's the okay. thing. Like a lot of times, they get separated and or like and have to do their own stuff. But she shows up periodically. Um, 
I will spoil one issue. Uh, she she does attend a family picnic of his with his extended Mexican family that cannot speak English. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's it's he gets split apart. And so they're not together that much in that issue or else I'd have us read that, to be honest. It's a good issue. Maybe we still will. It's a bonus. Single issue. It'd be easy. Um but it's it's re- it's really good, and she is the scenes she's in are just they're fun, fun little moments. Um, but this, but uh, I debated picking like a scene that was fun, like when they were riding in the car with Paco to Eclipso's thing. I thought that was like a fun scene that mm-hmm. just had him like hanging out, and you could see that they were starting a dynamic, and Paco was kind of watching them, being like, "Oh, hi, man, come on." And it was kind of fun to see just those little moments. Um, but no, my favorite scene is is him is Jaime with his dad when he's like, Dad, I failed. Like, I did not save everybody. People died. And his dad's like, dude, I was in war and I saw people die and you no, can't. Like... Uh, he was he was in command. Yeah. And he lost friends. And he's like, You can't you can't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Don't tell mom I cried, and he's like we race, men don't cry. <laughs> uh, he's basically like, what? I didn't see you cry. You know, that like, there was, yeah. it felt like that. Um, but it was like, I love those heart to heart moments. And his dad is awesome. And he was my favorite character the last time we read was his dad. Um, because he just is that kind of character. Everybody wants a dad like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Uh, and so I would say that would be that issue was so good because you felt the weight of him failing to save people as he was trying to do stuff. Every time he failed to get somebody or like something happened and he barely got somebody just like trying to get them into the hotel and feeling that he had been pushed to a point of desperation and like it, it was just you you felt the weight of his hero burden on him. Mm-hmm. And but then I, he did handle it well because then he went. That's when that phone. book came in on strategy. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I need to figure out like this guy is just the obstacle. He's not really the enemy. I got to figure out like who, who do I need to talk to? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Instead of just like over like punching that guy and misting him and um, yeah, like you're talking about the front the, desk yeah, worker the, at the, the hotel. hotel manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because the hotel was like, we don't care if those people die. Yeah. Like, that was basically his attitude. Right. Um, And that's where your favorite scene came in. It was the same issue. And so, yeah, that whole issue was good. But those scenes, and especially the one with his dad, I'm going to have to pick that one. Okay. Favorite character. Patrick. I'm I'm sticking with Jaime. Because he's awesome. I know. How do you not root for a guy who, like... Wants to be a dentist. (laughs) <laughs> not what i was gonna oh, say okay. but okay <laughs> true <I guess. laughs> yeah how do you root canal for a guy there you go oh. <laughs> jaime what about you i mean jaime is the obvious choice but like kind of like trying to branch out i probably would give it to tracy would you yeah mm. as like the next in line but yeah, like for this time, I'm gonna pick her. I almost thought he would pick Guy Garner. Almost, 
<laughs> he's a little too jockey for me. Yeah. Well, that's part of his uh, non-charm. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes he's just a butthead. Uh, I was going to pick Tracy, too. She's a good new character. Um, and I, like I said, I like her anytime she shows up. Like, her personality fits so well in the story. Um, and I didn't want to pick his dad again, or else I would have picked his dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I picked Jaime last time. I thought about, I mean, Tim Drake was in this. I could pick Tim Drake. I'm surprised Don't tempt you didn't. Me. Don't tempt me. I like when he's like, let me call him <laughs> when they're fighting Blue Beetle. He's like, patch me through. Uh, I also liked, by the way, that scene, that scene where the demon kid is like, I'll destroy your science. <laughs> yes. How dare you how teach? Da- hilarious. How, how dare you teach the big or evolution yeah. in school? And he's like scaring everybody out of the room. <laughs> Out of the control center, yeah. so they can launch the rocket. And then, and then he comes out, and he's like, "I feel dirty." <laughs> that but was it was Bre- it was Brenda's idea because, like, the few panels before that, she was like, "Oh wait, I know what to do," and then it skips to like, goes back to the fight, and then comes back to him running through there, being like, "Ah, I'm the devil! <laughs> How dare you, science!" Blah. I know, and you could just hear his. Like oh, that's how I read the it. Fa- yeah. The fake dramatic acting voice that he would have used. That's entirely how I read it. Uh, it was funny. It was that was yeah, fun. It's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Did you have a least favorite scene? No. Oh man. No, I did not. Yeah, this one would be a struggle to find one too. Wow, isn't that crazy? How do you not have a least favorite scene? Hmm. Well, I don't have one either. So, <laughs> there, there wasn't a scene that I was like, eh. I feel like all of it goes pretty well in, in those. They're so yeah. tightly done. Yeah, they're really good. Will's least favorite scene is that Superman showed up and did nothing, basically. I mean, basically. I didn't hate it. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I was just disappointed that he wasn't. He wanted more of it. Isn't it? Yeah. He wanted more Superman, uh, which we still need to read. Yes. Some Superman. I agree. Yes, my, my brother told me that on Friday. We'll consider that a listener suggestion. Yes, and we'll add it in. Sweet. Okay. Did you have a least favorite character? I mean, the hotel manager. Right. <laughs> you just weren't supposed to like. He <laughs> right? was one of those guys. Yeah. But it is kind of like, wow, that dude is terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he really is terrible. I mean, you just go for the reach. <laughs> <laughs> You're reaching for a yeah, go for the reach. least favorite character. Because, uh, yeah, you know, they're the, they're the bad guy, so you make him, make him your least favorite. There you go. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, well, I'm just, I'll say the hotel manager as well, just because yes. you're like, that guy's terrible. That's a terrible human being. Yeah, he really is. Uh, but again, everybody was written so well that it was, the purpose was to think he was a terrible human being. Yeah. Um, but we didn't talk about the one scene where the Reach attacks Jaime with other Blue Beetle-infested people right. that nobody can see but him. Everybody else just Wait, sees them happen? as regular mm-hmm. people. That happens. It's the first issue, I think, that we read. I think it's issue, but... <laughs> Ever, yeah, with Peacemaker... 
Peacemaker's in it. Helps him fight. Oh, him. okay. Okay. <laughs> so like not this series, but like when we no, read, it was, it was no, like we the, read it. It like, was the it was first the, one. Yeah, like so. that's that's what I mean. Not like, but like our first set. No, no, it came from this read list. Yes, <laughs> it did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Did I uh, miss a comic then? It's I don't okay. Remember that happening. Well, it's all about the reach. That comic is all about the reach. Right. Um, and then how Jaime and his uh, suit. His scarab to... is the f- only malfunctioning one Mal- ever. Not after this. <laughs> no. But like. Yes. Literally the only one that doesn't kill. Because they were like, it's not. All those people are alive. And he's like, what do you mean it's alive? Because the suit's not supposed to be able to non-lethal anyway. Right. It's meant to kill people. And so I thought that was a good plot point, though. It is. That Jaime's will and the suit's malfunctioning of however it is have combined to make a suit that doesn't have to follow the Reach's commands. Right. That's great. That, that's a cool idea. And again... I think that's why they tried to do the non-lethal stuff in the movie, where he's like, we're not killing people. Sure. But it doesn't translate the same way as this story. No. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. It felt kind of silly in the movie when his grandma's when his, killing right, people. Right, his grandma's <laughs> killing people. But now that we read that, two of us. <laughs> <laughs> now the two of us read that. Uh, we know that. I did read it. I did <laughs> interpret it that way, though. Yeah, they only had like half-formed... Yeah, they, and stuff it was they just them right. trying to like infect people with like something akin to it. Right. And then they were dimensionally shifted so you couldn't see it except Jaime could. And somebody because else of could the too. Beetle. Right. Was it Peacemaker? I think so. Could he see it? I think so. I know that the normal people in the area couldn't see right, it. Right. That's true. And he was fighting a bunch of civilians basically, like a Well, mob. I think Peacemaker could see it because he has the other half of the. Of the scarab. Right. Yeah. That's the malfunction. Yeah, that they're separated. Right. Mm-hmm. They did that whole thing from the previous reading we right. did is when they talked about that. I thought that was interesting, though, like how the Reach tried to make him look bad and kill a bunch of innocent people and attack him at the same time. Right. And they failed on that, too. And they failed. <laughs> so, which makes them hate him even more. Right. Because they're basically like business people. They're like intergalactic business people (laughs) kind of like the villains like the highway people that destroy the earth and hitchhikers guide exactly they're kind of like them (laughs) that's funny anyway did you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on i had to bring up that issue before we finished because i forgot to mention that and i thought that scene was interesting i really like when uh, jaime was talking to tim drake Tim's like, yeah, we've been watching you and all this other stuff. And he's like, yeah, and Batman believes you. And and Jaime's like, why didn't he tell me? And Tim's like, he uh doesn't like to share. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I also like when they invite him to come like train and with them. Oh yeah, that was. And they're like, time. you can come, you can come and be, hang out with us. And Brenda's like. So you're going to go to the Belly Shirt Brigade? <laughs> and he's like, I'll take him up. Like, I'll visit. And Pago's like, dude, if you said no, I was going to steal that suit and I was going to go. <laughs> uh, but it is fun to see, like, the Titans fighting alongside him and, and yeah. that whole. But Tim Drake is, 
I like that they met beforehand too, and they were just talking as each other's alter ego. Right. <laughs> that was fun. That was a fun little scene when he's like, "Yeah, I'm Tim," and I was like, oh, "It's Tim Drake." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, they all met up with each other because then Paco went and hit on all the girls because then the redhead runs up and that's the Martian, right? Yeah. And the two blondes, and then Brenda was talking to the the demon boy. Oh yeah. I forgot she was talking to him. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. And also when uh, when Rose, Deathstroke's daughter, she has Paco with the sword. And he's like, I'm going to have some weird dreams tonight. <laughs> and then you're just like, Paco, dude, you need to call down. <laughs> he's just cranked to 11 all the time. Yeah, yes. But that's kind of what makes him funny, though. Like, he's that comedic relief character. Right. And so it works for him. I mean, he does make some other jokes when and he's driving Brenda around. She's doing like some shopping. And he's oh like, yeah, yeah. Let me let me go all around all the gray hair parts of town. <laughs> he's a he's a fun friend. Like he's a good friend to include in yeah. all of that nonsense. So I kind of have a feeling that's based off of a character in real life. Like the author had a friend who was Paco, <laughs> because it's just a little too real. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Most, I mean. That's how writing works, right? You just borrow from things you know. So I'm, Paco could be could be like his BFF. <laughs> Turns out you see like a photo of the author, like the writer, and like his friends, and you're like, "Wait, that's Paco and Brenda." Pretty sure that's Paco. <laughs> so, so, oh, unison. What are we gonna rate it out of? Since we're gonna continue rating, no, I'm just kidding. We weren't gonna continue. I just <laughs> forgot last week. Uh, Symbols of hope. Since there were two of them in there. Yes. <laughs> Are we rating it out of two? I don't know. What about uh, mechanized penguins? Ooh, I like Ooh, that. There you go. <laughs> Let's roll. Pa- Patrick, how many penguin? How many mechanized penguins would you give it? Five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. See, that's why I wanted us to come back to it, because I just thought it kept getting better. Cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it that much. I did. Yep. Five. Well, sweet. I'm going to give it a five, too, because I enjoyed it enough back when I read it the first time that I kept reading it. Uh, rereading it, I'd give it like a four, because I don't ever feel like I like anything as much the second time. Cool. Well, then we'll definitely have to fit in reading the next part. Yep. But Yeah. I knew you guys would like it. That's why I incorporated this one. The X-Men one kind of flopped, but this one this one was where I thought it would be. You're so, right. It is. It was really good. Yeah. Wait till you see that finale, man. I feel like we're going to sit here and be like, that one's I'm, so I'm, cool. I might just read that next week. Read Blue Beetle? Mm-hmm. Why? And then I can reread it later. Oh, and see what that's like? Mm-hmm. Well, you did that with Saga, right? No. Well, it was so long between the time I that was read like it. that was like what years, years or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You could have my experience. Yes. Wow. Then you again, could be Christopher. I might not. Oof. Nobody wants to be Christopher. I don't have that much structure. <laughs> yeah. So before we end, we have more Christoph. <laughs> more Christoph. Everybody loves more Christoph. Aw, did you hear that? Man, Christoph always feels the need to really send us plenty in his emails. They're great as well. too. I, I love usually laugh emails. out loud at yeah. some point. Um, Christoph, we did want to thank you 
for uh, for wanting us to do November uh, being about death. Um, <laughs> in your email, you said, my suggestion would be maybe for some time in November after Halloween to do a month on lasts as it is fall and dead leaves are falling. So what are some great endings to characters? Famous deaths? Superman, is what he said. Superman. Um, and so uh, he also said he seriously laughed out loud and guffawed at the suggestion of Will listening to podcasts for his New Year's resolution. It was comedic gold. Yep. Um, deep down, I'd really like to hear that he does <laughs> start. He can go back. We have people that have joined in the last like month or two and have gone back and listened to all of them now. Yep. And you know who hasn't? <laughs> Will. <Me. laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. So here's a grab bag from emails. I know that you hate listening to these at the end, Kristoff. <laughs> and for most podcasts, you, uh, you said that you straight up just quit listening and would skip the email because you didn't care. But knowing that you might be in our episode will keep you coming back. So here you are in the episode again. And I did see in your other email you suggested possibly reading Snoopy comics at some point. Um, that is absurd. Well, and, it's, it's technically their dog. That's but he it. emailed it. I okay, know. His dog doesn't have an email address. <laughs> Well, why it not? also doesn't communicate Snoopy comics. <laughs> Secretly, I think Kristoff wants us to read Snoopy. Maybe. <laughs> what next, Garfield? I need... <laughs> Felix the cat. Heathcliff. <laughs> uh, what would be interesting is to find out if Snoopy ever met any of the Star Trek crew. <laughs> I'd be interested in that. Yeah. That yeah, anything, anything where he ends up thinking like that, but, um, but anyway, uh, we appreciate that you love to respond to us, and I we always get a kick out of your email when you send it in, and anybody else who'd like to send in an email, you can do that at Longbox at guyswithissues.com to tell us if you like this new uh, vibe that we are going for where we're going to keep up and read things recently, which means that you don't have to wait three months to hear us talk about your emails. Yeah. Uh, give us your suggestions and stuff, you know, but we plug that at the end anyway. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. I think that's all, mm-hmm. folks. <laughs> that's all, folks. Well, I'm Patrick. This is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys with Issues. That's almost. Oh, no. We are Looney Tunes. Maybe just Looney. You can catch the new issue of Guys with Issues each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or check out our website, guyswithissues.com, where you can listen find reading lists, follow along, and get to know us better. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts or send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listener. Why you always gotta be forgetting stuff? Why do you always gotta be treating him like that, Will? <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! 
All right. The well, real question is, that's do, I our cut, episode. do I cut all of that out? <laughs> How much of this special needs to be real special? I don't know.